Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film Podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into Jumanji, the next level in today's statistics episode. We reap the wind and the sky when the sun is high. We sail the length of the seas on the ocean breeze. At night we name every star. We know where we are. We know who we are, who we are. Jumanji, the next level is the new uh, film, Jumanji film, that has come out this weekend as I'm recording this. Uh, this episode is going to be released on Monday, so it'll be this having just passed this past weekend. Uh, sequel to Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, which was in and of itself a very long delayed sequel uh, to the original Jumanji, starring the late Robin Williams. The new version upends the formula. Instead of the game coming to the life, Life goes to the game, in a sort, in a sense. Uh, the the characters, kids are embody the avatars of uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Jack Black, Karen Gillan, and um, Kevin Hart, predominantly among others. So, uh, Jumanji: The Welcome to the Jungle was a huge hit. Huge hit. It opened the weekend after, or the Wednesday after Star Wars The Last Jedi, uh, which, you know, is terrifying. Any movie opening up against Star Wars, uh, you know, you can't, yeah, you've got the holidays, so, you know, you gotta, you expect some leniency there, but man, like, what a risk. And somehow it paid off. Welcome to the Jungle, uh, just completely overtook Jumanji, uh, the, the Last Jedi uh, in like a week. It became a huge hit. It kept making money. Every weekend, it seemed to be making an unreasonable amount of money given, you know, the type of movie it was, given, uh, you know, past precedent as it was. As it was. So, uh, of course, they made a sequel, which is the one that has come out. This time, however... While it is again going up against a Star Wars movie, it's coming out a week before the Star Wars movie. So I'm curious to see how that impacts um, the box office numbers for the next level. But we're not here to talk about box office. We're here to talk about statistics. So let's um, let's let's just let's get into that. Let's let's handle that side of things. Jumanji, the next level. This is. 2019 film. I saw it December 12th. Uh, so yesterday is recording this Thursday night preview at 6 6 p.m. It is an hour and 53 minutes long, uh, or 113 minutes. Uh, that includes the first mid the mid credits sequence of the film, uh, which there is uh, right after the first listing of uh, perform of names. There's a brief. Well, it's not that brief. It's a fairly extended mid-credit scene, uh, but then I am aware that there is supposedly something at the very, very end of the credits. We did not stay for that. It is a po- supposedly something just audio, uh, which I'm not. I don't know. I'm sure I'll figure out exactly what it. Uh, yeah, I can Google what it is. But uh, there is that for, for forewarning if you haven't seen the film. Uh, I ended up giving this a 45. I am not the biggest fan of the, of Welcome to the Jungle. I thought it was fun. I like it, but it's an average movie for me. Uh, it as enjoyable as these movies are, they have no plot. Uh, the plot is awful. The 
characterization is it was okay in the in in Welcome to the Jungle. It's worse in the next level, and in this one, the novelty has kind of worn off. Not that I put a lot of stake in the novelty in the first place, but uh, you know it, it. I thought I thought the writing in Welcome to the Jungle, as far as you know, the kids inhabiting the bodies of these adults, in some type, some cases. Uh, swapping genders, swapping skin color, swapping whatever. I thought the writing was was much better in Welcome to the Jungle than it is in the next level as far as, you know, the way they play with that trope, that change, that adjustment. So yeah, 45. It has a Rotten Tomato score of 69%, which currently ranks it, uh, this currently puts it at 123rd overall for 2019 and 5,159th overall out of everything, all time. Uh, it does have a three on the Bechtel test, which is a tough, kind of tough, because I, I don't, I interpret the, the Bechtel test to be women talking to each other, not female characters talking to each other. So if Jack Black is being inhabited by Bethany, as he was in Welcome to the Jungle, and he's talking to Karen Gillan, does that pass the Bechtel test? I would say no. But if Bethany and Martha are talking to each other, the kids, you know, that works. And if, um, let's say, uh, Karen Gillan as Bethany and another female avatar as Spencer are talking to each other, uh, then that would, would qualify. So, yeah, three. Three on the vector test. It's a PG-13 film. It is an action film, currently ranked 626th out of ac all action films. It is an adventure film, currently ranked 623rd. It's comedy, 1,975th overall comedy. And it is a fantasy film, 531st overall fantasy film. It is part of the now trilogy of Jumanji films. Uh, they are actual sequels, true sequels. First Jumanji did exist uh, in the canon of Welcome to the Jungle, and this is a direct sequel to that. So the total trilogy is 5.22 hours long and has a total average rating of 60.67. I love the first Jumanji. I think it's really good. It has the worst Rotten Tomato score of the three, which is kind of strange. The effects are still fairly good. I went and saw the first Jumanji in theaters about a year ago, and I really enjoyed it. And it's still a lot of fun. And Robin Williams is still great. The cast, you know, Kirsten Dunst and so on, is just, it's a lot of fun. It's good. So the next level comes in as the worst of the trilogy. But as trilogies go, it could be, could be a lot worse. My film synopsis for Jumanji The Next Level. One kid returns to the game to feel strong again. And the rest of his friends follow. Pretty, pretty straightforward. Pretty straightforward. So, let's move on to the director. Uh, oh, I missed a space. Uh, the director of Jumanji The Next Level is Jake Kasdan. He directed the first uh, Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle. This is the fifth film of his I've seen. It increases his average film rating to a 37.4. It's his only film rated between 25 and 49 and third best movie overall, coming in behind Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle and ahead of Sex Tape. 
He has a value of negative 4.5, a score of 22.21 to be ranked 1,689th overall, one spot behind James Kent, and one spot ahead of a bunch of people, including but not limited to Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton, who directed Frailty. Uh, the direction in Jumanji, the next level, it's, it's okay. Um, you know, it's, it's really about the same as, uh, as Welcome to the Jungle. I think the films both have a very similar vibe. This film, uh, we get a couple different landscapes, a couple different interactions, uh, some of the strengths and weaknesses for the characters change. We get new player characters, uh, but... I, I I think one of the issues is you get more people going into the game in this movie and the body swap mechanic is a little bit more drastic some uh, and I, I feel like there's a lot of un, un um, untapped potential in those things and I feel like as good as the the main um, quartet of, of actors were in Welcome to the Jungle and as far as embodying you know the kids that were supposedly op, uh, inside their bodies I don't think they're quite as good in this movie uh, Karen Gillan who does uh, end up being the same person for most of the film is I mean it's easy for her to continue that but most of the other people are being inhabited by somebody else and I don't think it works as well I don't think it works out as well and um, I think I think that's just like a direction thing. Like how the question is like, how deep do you go? If you are, you know, in the first one, if you're Kevin Hart, how far do you go to play this like football, you know, you know, really muscly football guy. If you're Jack Black, how far do you go to play, you know, a vapid Bethany character? And, uh, you know, that's, I think they did it. That line was towed well in the first movie or in the previous movie, I don't think it was towed as well in this one from, from a direction standpoint. All right. Um, let's move on to the writing. Some a couple of writers on this film. First is Chris Van Allsburg. This is the fourth film credit of his I've seen. It drops his average film rating to a 54.75. It's his second film rated between 25 and 49, and third best movie overall, coming in behind Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, and ahead of Zathra, a space adventure. He has a value of negative 0.5, a score of 36, even to be ranked 969th overall, one spot behind Jon Favreau, and one spot ahead of Richard Glatzer. Chris Van Allsburg is the writer of the book Jumanji, uh, of which the Jumanji films are based on. I don't know if he wrote a book that Zathra is based on, or Zathra itself is just based on Jumanji, but uh, well, it's one of those things. You also have Scott Rosenberg. This is the eighth film credit of his I've seen. It increases his average film rating to a 40.88. It's his fourth film, rated between 25 and 49, and third best movie overall, coming in behind Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, and ahead of Con Air. He has a value of negative 6.5, a score of 26.2, to be ranked 2,577th overall, one spot behind Lee Winnell, and one spot ahead of Chris Terrio. Chris Terrio. And you also have Jeff Pinkner. 
This is the fifth film credit of his I've seen. It increases his average filming to a 40.2. It's his fourth film, right between 25 and 49, and second best movie overall, coming in behind Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, and ahead of Venom. He has a value of negative four, a score of 24.71 to be ranked 2,994th overall, one spot behind John Ford, and one spot ahead of Kate Condell. And finally, you have Jake Kasdan, director. He's also a writer on this film. It's the only film credit of his I've seen. He has an average film rating of 45, one film rate between 25 and 49. It's Jumanji, the next level. He has a value of negative one, a score of 14 to be ranked 5,799th overall. One spot behind Simon Kinberg and one spot ahead of Robert Mark Kamen. So the writing in Jumanji, the next level Here's the thing. It's supposed to be a video game, right? And and video games, typically in their plot, and and especially when you're looking at a game supp- that's supposed to be as old as the next uh, as the Jumanji game is in this movie, it's very simple. The plot is not very complex. It's find a thing, do a thing, save the world or city or whatever. And that's the plot of the first one. Find the jewel, put the jewel in the in the jaguar eye, and Call out Jumanji and you win the game, and you're done. Uh, in the Jumanji in the next level, it's almost identical. There is a jewel, you have to find it, you have to do a thing with it, and you call it the name of Jumanji, the game's over. It's, and and even more, the what's worse is that it, it's, not only is it the same plot narrative uh, as, the, as the previous film, but it's even worse because, like, the, the villain in this isn't very exciting and it's very interesting. There's a funny moment uh, in a flashback cutscene that I, I enjoyed, but for the most part, the plot is is bad. Um, the aspect, uh, yeah, the various levels throughout the game in, in Welcome to the Jungle at least uh, felt like, okay, uh, this would be the next thing you have to do. And... In the next level, it doesn't feel that way. It's like, okay, we just want to do something cool. You know, the the Dunes level in Jumanji the Next Level is... I mean, it's cool, but it also had... You know, it could have been anything, you know? The, the challenge of that level has nothing to do with the villain. And the same is true for the bridge the bridges that they have to cross uh, that has nothing to do with the villain whereas at least in the original uh, in the previous film while the the levels themselves were fairly fairly generic and the villains themselves were fairly generic at least it was like these are the minions of the bad guy or the bad guy can control animals and he's doing that thing in this level none of that takes place in the in this in this sequel and and the film is weaker for it weaker weaker for it which brings us to the performances. Performances. A lot of actors. A lot of names in this film. Uh, and um, I will... Tr- if, if I will do my best to circumnavigate spoilers uh, for the film as far as who's occupying what body and, and so on and so forth. And most, I'll mostly only distinguish uh, who's a player character or who's, an act, who's, a, who's a character and who is a... Um, avatar in the game and how those things mesh and work together first up is Reese darby this is the eighth film of his i've seen it 
drops his average film rating to a 63.25. It is his second film rating between 25 and 49, and worst movie overall, coming in behind Yes Man. He has a value of 2, a score of 52.6, to be ranked 950th overall, one spot behind Simon Kunz, and one spot ahead of Celeste Holm. Reese Darby uh, is the enigmatic um, NPC Nigel, uh, who is in fine form in this film, playing pretty much the same role uh, as he did in the previous one, and, you know, he's he's just, he's good, he's good right there, he is just absolutely fine, so, Reese Darby, he's a great, casting him for that role I think is great, I, I think he does a wonderful job. Next is Karen Gillan. This is the 15th film credit of hers I've seen, dropping her average film to a 56.2. It's her fifth film, rated between 25 and 49, and 11th best movie overall, coming in behind conventional and ahead of The Party's Just Beginning. She has a value of 0.5, a score of 50.09, to be ranked 1,201st overall, one spot behind Jane Fonda, and one spot ahead of Nina Arianda. Karen Gillan uh, as Ruby Roundhouse in the film one of the uh, avatars. And one thing I appreciated was, you know, she and Jack Black, their agency, I guess, their, um, their, uh, uh, what's the word? Their prominence in the film was elevated. You know, in the first one, I would say, you know, The Rock and Jack Black, Dwayne Johnson, Jack Black, uh, Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart seemed like the de facto leaders of the, of the four. Um, if not simply just Dwayne Johnson and the other three, you know, playing second fiddle. Karen Gillan and Jack Black are kind of the most prominent uh, in this movie, which is a nice change of pace. I appreciated that. I think that's a good, it's a good, it's good that they, they adjust the, the prominence of these roles. There's other words that I can think of. They adjust the, the, the level of importance or something uh and i like that i think that was a good decision and, and, and helps out the film helps out gives gives the other characters something to do gives them a different role to play as it were so i'm a fan i support that decision next up is jack black this is the 45th film credit of his i've seen it drops his average from range to a 54.53 it is his Second, it is his ninth film, rated between 25 and 49, and 32nd film overall, coming in behind Kung Fu Panda Holiday and ahead of Tenacious D in The Pick of Destiny. He has a value of negative 3, a score of 49.21, to be ranked 1,298th overall, one spot behind Desi Flynn and one spot ahead of Gene Dalsey. Jack Black <clears throat> reprising his role as Shelley Oberon. Uh, as I said, he and Karen Gillan get slightly elevated roles in this film um as a you know as avatars within the game of jumanji and i like it jack black recently announced that he's on the verge of retiring uh, from acting which you know more power to him uh but he will be missed i think this shows that he's got a lot of comedic range and um you know he's He's got. He's been. He's had some great films, but he's had some bad ones. So you know, coin flip there. Uh, I'll miss him if this is truly going to be his last movie. 
um, it's a shame. So that is Jack Black. Next up is Alex Wolf. This is the eighth film credit of his I've seen, dropping his average filming to a 53.88. It is his fourth film, rated between 25 and 49, and fifth best movie overall, coming in behind Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, and ahead of The Cat and the Moon. He has a value of negative 1.5, a score of 41.6, to be ranked 2,264th overall, one spot behind Common, and one spot ahead of Julie Haggerty. Alex Wolf, of course, reprising his role as Spencer. Uh, for some reason, IMDb lists his character name as Young Spencer. Um, as if, which is strange, because it's not like the movie shows him older in him, his own body, just as the avatars that he occupies. Uh, anyway, uh, Alex Wolf brings back Spencer, and it's uh, about it. The, the avatars, they don't get a ton to do. Yeah, or not the avatars, the, the actual character uh, actors don't get a lot to do. And Alex Wolf is definitely included there. Next is Danny DeVito. This is the 32nd film credit of his I've seen, dropping his average film range to a 52.78. It is his eighth film, rated between 25 and 49, and 20th best movie overall, coming in behind The Lorax and ahead of Smallfoot. He has a value of negative 8.5, a score of 41.18, to be ranked 2,324th overall. One spot behind Minerva Urakal and one spot ahead of Alex Borstein. Danny DeVito plays Eddie, who is Spencer's grandfather in the film. Uh, he's also a former business owner in conjunction with uh, Danny Glover's character, uh, who we will get to. And he has a bigger role than I thought he would. Uh, well, not he himself, but Eddie, the character of Eddie, has a bigger role than I expected. And uh, that's not a bad thing, but I don't know. I would have... The novelty, again, it wears off very quick, is I guess all I will say. Next is Colin Hanks. This is the 12th film credit of his I've seen, dropping his average film range to a 51.92. It is his fourth film, rated between 25 and 49, and eighth best movie overall. Coming in behind That Thing You Do, and ahead of... Nacious D in The Pick of Destiny. He has a value of negative 4, a score of 40.5, to be ranked 2,439th overall. One spot behind a lot of people, including Kevin Smith, and one spot ahead of Cher. Colin Hanks reprises his role as Alex, uh, who uh, was the fifth uh, person left in the game in the previous film. Uh, he does come back in this one in a small capacity, and that's about it. Not, like I said, like the writing is not great. There's not much to these characters. It's The film hinges so much on somebody's in somebody else's body, and that only lasts for so long. Next is Aquafina. This is the 10th film credit of hers I've seen, dropping her average home to a 49.3. It's her 7th film, rated between 25 and 49, and 4th best movie overall, coming in behind Storks and ahead of Between Two Ferns, the movie. She has a value of negative 3.5, a score of 37.58, to be ranked 2,803rd overall, one spot behind Dale Dickey, and one spot ahead of Alan Rich. Aquafina is new to the cast. Uh, she is playing... Ming, who is a 
uh, avatar is an avatar within the game of Jumanji. Her uh, archetype is cat burglar in, in some sense. Cat burglar, thief. Uh, and she's great. I loved Aquafina in this. Uh, seeing her, she was such a breath of fresh air. She stole almost every scene she was in. And um, does a great job of, of channeling uh, the actual characters who are occupying her body. Loved it. She was great. Next is Rory McCann. This is the seventh film credit of his I have seen, dropping his average from range to a 50.71. It's his third film, rated between 25 and 49, and fourth best movie overall, coming in behind 66 and ahead of Triple X, The Return of Xander Cage. He's a value of negative 2.5, a score of 36.94, to be ranked 2,884th overall, one spot behind Sala Baker, and one spot ahead of Ava Akers. Rory, Mc Rory McCann takes the place of, um, uh, what's his name, Bobby Cannavale, who was the villain previous film. This villain, the, the villain here, Jurgen the Brutal, is played by Rory McCann, uh, known more prominently as the Hound, more, probably more, more well known as the Hound from Game of Thrones. Uh, Rory McCann remains to be seen if he's actually like a good actor outside of that one role and this doesn't really land a definitive blow in either direction because he doesn't do much with this role he i don't know if he was he might not have even been asked to do much in this role and uh even his like he's a giant guy like he towers over the rock in this movie and i don't know he just he doesn't have the physical presence he doesn't I don't know what it is. It just it does not work for me. Not not that Bobby Cannavale was like a great villain in the previous film either. Uh, they're both very lackluster. Next is Danya Ramirez. This is the sixth film credit of hers I've seen, dropping her average from range to a 50.67. It is her fourth film, rated between 25 and 49, and third best film overall, coming in behind 25th Hour and ahead of American Reunion. She has a value of negative two, a score of 36, even to be ranked 3,013th overall. One spot behind Stan Freeberg, and one spot ahead of Rene Russo. Danya Ramirez, Danya Ramirez plays the role of. Oh, they don't even list it on IMDb. I believe she is the ex-girlfriend NPC character of Doctor Smolder Bravestone within the game of Jumanji, and. She plays a very limited role in the film, and it's kind of silly. Meh. Next is B.B. Newworth. This is the 10th film credit of hers I've seen, dropping her average from to a 47.4. It is her fourth film, rated between 25 and 49, and seventh best movie overall, coming in behind How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days and ahead of Celebrity. She has a value of negative 4.5, a score of 35, even to be ranked 3,147th overall, one spot behind Jim Cummings, and one spot ahead of Robert Wagner. Robert Wagner. B.B. Uh, Newworth is... I do not see her on here. She's not listed at all. What did I do? She was absolutely on the... Yes, here it is. Plays the role of Nora. Oh, well, maybe she goes by Beatrice. Nope. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, she is not on IMDb for whatever reason as a cast member, but she absolutely is in this movie because she owns the brunch breakfast diner that um, Danny DeVito and Danny Glover's characters used to own, Eddie and Milo. Now it is Nora's. That's the extent of it. Next is Marin, Marine Hinkle. Marine? Marin? Marine? This is the sixth film credit of hers I've seen. It keeps her average film rating at a 45 even. It is her second film rated between 25 and 49 and fourth best movie overall, coming in behind I Am Sam and ahead of Friends With Money. She has a value of negative 3.5, a score of 30.25 to be ranked 3,691st overall. One spot behind Patricia Belcher and one spot ahead of Cole Hauser. Marion Hinkle plays Spencer's mom. Period. Next is Lamorne Morris. This is the fourth film credit of his I've seen. It keeps his average film ring at a 45 even. It's his third film, right between 25 and 49, and second best movie overall, coming in behind Game Night and ahead of Yesterday. He has a value of negative 2.5, a score of 27.5 to be ranked 3,965th overall. One spot behind Chris Parnell and one spot ahead of Lauren Graham. Lamorne Morris plays uh, the uh he's not listed on imdb either he plays the what's it what's it um when when al uh when spencer first gets home his mom remarks that they have somebody coming by the next day to fix the heater that person ends up being lamorne morris next is sodarius blaine this is the third film credit of his I've seen, dropping his average showing to a 48 even. It's his second film, rated between 25 and 49, and second best movie overall, coming in behind Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, and ahead of Star Trek Into Darkness. He has a value of negative 2, a score of 26.8, to be ranked 4,033rd overall, one spot behind Lorraine Gary, and one spot ahead of Linda Cardellini. He plays Fridge. He's Fridge cool uh next is madison eisman this is the fourth film credit of hers i've seen increasing her average from rain to a 43.75 it's her only film rated between 25 and 49 and third best movie overall coming in behind annabelle comes home and ahead of goosebumps 2 colon haunted halloween she has a value of negative three a score of 26.17 to be ranked 4085th overall one spot behind indira varma and one spot ahead of daniel Wu. madison eisman plays the role of Bethany, real Bethany. Um, you know, again, like the, the real characters do not get much to do in these movies, uh, including the next one, uh, which is Morgan Turner. This is the sixth film credit of hers I've seen. It increases her average film rating to a 41.33. It's her second film rate between 25 and 49 and third best movie overall, coming in behind Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, and ahead of Wonderstruck. She has a value of negative 5.5, a score of 25.5, to be ranked 4,140th overall. One spot behind Andy Dick and one spot ahead of Kath Susie. Morgan Turner is real Martha. That's about it. Next is Ashley Scott. This is the ninth film credit of hers I've seen, increasing her average per rank to a 39.56. It is her fourth film, rated between 25 and 49, and fourth film overall. She has a, uh, it's one spot behind 
right comes in behind AI, artificial intelligence, and just ahead of walking tall. She has a value of negative 7, a score of 25.36 to be ranked 4,156th overall, one spot behind Odette Annabelle, Annabelle, and one spot ahead of Danny Glover. Ha! Wonder where we're going to... I wonder where that name's from. Um, <laughs> Ashley Scott is Ashley. Plays the role of Ashley. What? Who was she in this movie? Um, I have no idea. I do not recognize her at all from the movie. I saw it yesterday. She's like the sixth build person on the. Uh, she wasn't in the first one, was she? No. Um. Who the heck was she? Ashley. I have no idea. I cannot remember who Ashley Scott was in the next level. But right below her, Danny Glover. This is the 40th film credit of his I've seen. It drops his average for Wayne to a 46.05. It is his 14th film, rated between 25 and 49, and 20th best movie overall. One spot behind the color purple, and one spot ahead of Angels in the Outfield. He has a value of negative 18.5, a score of 25.36, to be ranked 4,157th overall. One spot behind Ashley Scott, and one spot ahead of Janet McTeer. Danny Glover plays Milo, former business owner in conjunction with Eddie. Um, he shows up to visit Eddie, Danny DeVito's character, early on in the film. And that's where we at. That's what's up. Next is Nick Jonas. This is the eighth film credit of his I have seen. It increases his average from Wayne to a 37 even. It's his second film rated between 25 and 49 and fourth best movie overall. Coming in behind Lennon or McCartney and ahead of Ugly Dolls. He has a value of negative eight, a score of 21.6 to be ranked 4,448th overall. One spot behind Reno Wilson and one spot ahead of Martin Lawrence. Nick Jonas as um, Seaplane. What is the first name? I can't remember his first name. Uh, yeah, Seaplane. Scott C. Uh, nope. Um, but yeah, he has a small role in this film as he did in the previous one. And it's, I don't know, it's less. Everything is just a little less exciting, I felt, in this movie. Still going. We got Kevin Hart. This is the 25th film credit of his I've seen. It increases his average for Wayne to a 40.96. It's his 7th film, rated between 25 and 49, and 13th best movie overall. Coming in behind, Kevin Hart, What Now? And The Wedding Ringer. He has a value of negative 17.5. He has a score of 20.43 to be ranked to that 4,530th overall. One spot behind Rose McIver, and one spot ahead of Helen Mirren. Kevin Hart prizing his role as Mouse Dunbar, uh, zoologist, backpack carrier extraordinaire, who uh, is capable in this film. Uh, you know, he's given a little more range, a couple more things to do, and it's Kevin Hart, though, so I, he's not really up to the task. But he's fine. He, he was not, he was one of my least favorite parts of the previous film. Um, 
there is a cake callback in this, and uh, I like that. It was good. Cake, cake is still the best part about this guy. Finally, I think, uh, is Dwayne Johnson. The Rock himself. This is the 37th film credit of his I've seen increases his average film rating to a 41.41 it's his 18th film rated between 25 and 49 and 15th best movie overall coming in behind get smart and ahead of the fate of the furious he has a value of negative 25.5 a score of 13.78 to be ranked 4796th overall one spot behind missy peregrim and one spot ahead of rita wilson dwayne johnson brings back Dr. Smolder Bravestone. And like I said, he isn't exactly the de facto leader of the film this time around. And I like that. Um, not that there's anything wrong with Dwayne Johnson. I thought he does a good job being Spencer in the first in the previous film. Uh, but it's nice to kind of share the load a little. And um, I thought he of all the people asked to have a lot more range in terms of the characters that they're uh, representing in this movie he does the worst in my opinion and uh, I don't think it's very close so Dwayne Johnson that is it for all the actors big cast lots of people moving on Academy Awards I think Jumanji the next level is on the short list for visual effects I don't see it making that final five uh, does not make anything for me for the Circle Film Awards moving on to the film year I just things it is the 267th film that I have seen released in 2019 it is the one of the 1218 films that I've seen in the year of 2019 it increases the average rating of those films to 42.2 it increases the tomato meter to 63.69 it is a the 51st action 48th adventure 102nd comedy and 43rd fantasy film of the year as a quote-unquote bad film, a film rated below a 50, it is the 156th film from 2019 to be give, given a rating in that range. Dropping the ratio of good to bad films, good films being films with a 60 or higher, to 0.42. So more than double bad, twice as many bad films as good films, and then some. As a three on the Bechtel test, it is part of the 47.74% of films that have received that score. And it is the 62nd PG-13 film. Uh, from 2019 that I've seen. Finally, as a film with a 45 rating, it is the 97th film to receive that rating. Some of the others include Five Feet Apart, Dark Waters, Animal Behavior, Early Man, The Girl in the Spider's Web, You Were Never Really Here, Wilson from 2017, Bleed for This, Entourage, Woman in Gold, Everest, The Disappearance of Eleanor Rigby, Him, uh, the Iran Job, Game Change, Won't Back Down, The Decoy Bride, Green Hornet, Purple Rain, Star Trek, The Motion Picture, Alphaville, Seven Faces of Dr. Lau, Wilson, The Old Wilson, um, Two Arabian Nights, and of course, the oldest film that has also received a 45 from 1896. That's all how far we have to go back to a film called A Nightmare. Also got a 45. That is it for today's statistics episode on Jumanji The Next Level. It's not bad. Uh, I mean, it is bad, but it's not awful. It's it's an enjoyable film. I, like, I had fun watching the movie. I just don't think it's a good movie. That's kind of where I'm at. 
Thank you for listening to today's episode. It does, it does mean a lot. If you'd like to find more episodes, you can find them on iTunes, Stitcher, places where podcasts can be found. You can also head over to the website, circleoffilm.com, to find all previous episodes and more. Uh, if you'd like to find me, circleoffilm at gmail.com. You can email. You can also find me on Twitter at circleoffilm or letterboxd at circleoffilm. You can support the show, like it, rate it, review it, subscribe to it, tell somebody about it, or just listen. That is the most important thing. And if you would be, if you are so inclined, you can come, become a patron at patreon.com slash circle of film, where for, where for as little as eight cents an episode, you can have, have early access to all episodes that are released early, uh, and there's other stuff there as well. Thank you for listening, and as always, have a week. So long, farewell, I'll be the same She'll never leave me Even as she fades from view So long, farewell, I'll be to say that you Nothing's really left Or lost without a trace Nothing's gone forever Only out of place So long, farewell, oh what I'll be to say Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute